Hey, Tim. Hello, Dan. I've got a joke for you. All right. Um, I was always of the opinion that a bad posture didn't uh, pose a threat to my physical well-being. Hmm, okay. Yeah. But uh, after an appointment with my physiotherapist, I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm standing right now. Yeah, you are. You are. Hi, this is Tim. <laughs> this is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. My name is Tim. And we are the, the two, two drunk, drunk accountants. accountants. Uh, Tim, today we've got a great episode. Mm, uh, it is really good. During during the last week, Zero um, released a, a report called the Global State of Small Business Owner Wellbeing, yeah. which found all sorts of interesting stats around uh, the, basically the, the mental health of small business owners. Yeah. And uh, we thought... Well, this is something that we're passionate about. Mm. And so uh, we've got uh, Dr. Sarah Cotton, yeah. uh, organizational psychologist on the podcast mm. uh, a bit later to explore all things mental health uh, for small business owners. It was a great chat. Mm. And Sarah is a wealth of knowledge. Mm. Um, yeah. Everything we spoke about was like so true. <laughs> it resonated. <laughs> I just laughed the whole way because I was like, mm. oh, yes. <laughs> comedy yes. is funny when it's true, right? <laughs> um, this wasn't comedy, but uh, it was still funny to me because that's how I react, obviously. Yes. Yeah, no, we, we're talking about serious things. But, exactly. Uh, but it was- We built a podcast on it. It was a really yeah. good chat and I'm so glad we had Sarah on. We've been meaning to speak to someone like her mm-hmm. for a very long time. Yeah, so exactly. It's really great that Zero released this report and yeah. reached out to us with the offer to speak to Sarah. So. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this, we, we may have already released. We're also going to be chatting to, to Will, mm. Will Buckley, country yeah. manager. So uh, that may or may not have already been released. Yeah, um, true. So yeah, check out that as well about be more awesome. information about the report. Uh, but first, Tim, what, what is, is the Tim and Danlo? Well, there's a great big sound. <laughs> Yeah, that's Tim singing the GWS song. Oh, there's a yeah. big, big sound. We, oh, yeah, I forget the name. We went to the... the, the um, I don't know. Do you know that um, Cat Empire wrote that? Uh, I think I told you that on Saturday, Dan. <laughs> so we went uh, to the AFL on, on Saturday. We had a lovely time. The, the rain held off. The rain held off. Uh, the Giants beat the Swans. By a point. My, my most hated team. Yeah. And yeah, it was a comfort behind win. It was a comfort. It was, it was a really topsy-turvy game because it was yeah. like the Giants were in the lead the first yeah. quarter and then the Swans seemed to command the rest of the game they until did. right at the end. And then all of a sudden- All of a sudden- Down. Toby Green mm. kicks a goal off the ground. Yeah. Then they kicked another three goals. Yeah. Toby Green kicked the last one with like a minute left mm. to go. Um, the Swans had their chances. They missed them. Yep. And uh, I was cheering for the Giants all day. Buddy missed one from right in front. Dan, I was thinking about this. Yeah. Do people intentionally not in our friends group not want to sit next to me when we go to the football? Yes. Because I'm such a, <laughs> I'm such a, a loser. When we go. I'm just I'm just pouring it on the Swans players as yeah. much as I can. No. Basically. Uh no, no, you had a good time. I'm just telling everyone about what's happening and mm. I'm like, yeah, this is this is why this is happening. This I is think, my opinion. I think you're a wealth of knowledge because <laughs> I didn't grow up watching the AFL. So <laughs> No, it, it was a good time. Then we went out, uh, had a few drinks in the city. 
Uh, a few, few rounds of uh, uh, some fireball. Yeah. <laughs> How delicious. They were really good, actually. I um, yeah. regretted it later that night. There was a few stories of us online yeah. having those shots. That yeah, was it was a fun. It was a fun day. We got home by like 10.30. Good times. That's uh, enough for me to still feel tired the next day. I slept on the train and then I was still yeah. tired the next day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you woke up. You had the reddest eyes ever. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. was a good day. It was fun. Enjoyed it. Was fun. We had a good time. Um, but yeah, no, that that was good. That mm-hmm. was good. Um, Tim, mm-hmm. business update. Sponsored business by Cats Accountants. Thank you for sponsoring the business updates, Cats mm-hmm. Accountants. Mm. Um, next week is the budget. Where did that come from? Bouge, bouge. Bouge, bouge. It's called it's the budget, love. <laughs> <laughs> it's already bloody May. Yeah, it's already May. Yeah. What the hell? It's it's my birthday soon. That's how I know it's budget time. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I have to do an annual budget for myself. <laughs> do you do your budget yeah, at the same yeah. time? Yeah, I, I live stream it, but no one watches. Yeah. Is it like a, um, a wellness budget? You know, we've talked about- Yeah, it's a wellness budget. The, I talk about- Not just financial. It's no, no. It's triple bottom line or whatever. Triple you know. bottom line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All those things. Um, That's good. Carbon footprint. You've got your uh, personal health, KPIs. Personal KPIs that I report on. Nice. Yeah. Um, but no, it is the budget. There's been a few things that have been announced already, but I think we will save it all for mm. our real budget episode, which we will do next week. Yeah. Um, but there is one thing that I did want to bring up that was I just saw in a headline today, which mm. which seems quite relevant. Yeah. Uh, and this is that from, from the 1st of July, 2026, you will need to pay your employers, employees, sorry, superannuation at the same time you pay them. Mm. So let me state that again. <laughs> when you process your pay runs, yeah. you have to also pay super. Now we've been advocates of yeah. this for a while. We, for we've, sure. we've said that just for cash flow reasons, mm. just makes sense. Just pay it. it. You don't have to hold that liability. Yeah. Uh, the total cost of your employees are paid every time you do a pay run, be mm. that weekly, fortnightly, monthly, whatever it is. Mm. But this is actually going to be the rule. Yeah, so this is interesting because there's a lot of businesses out there that aren't following this practice right now. Mm. And it's going to be a massive change to their cash flow. Mm. So you'll, you'll want to have looked forward a little bit here. And I guess that's why, you know, we see the accounting softwares and like business groups and the government talking about big businesses paying small businesses faster. Yeah. Because sometimes they take months to pay. Yeah. And it's really big invoices. How are the small businesses going to finance payroll and super mm. if they've got to say a team of 20 that's still a small yeah. business let's and just say you're a builder and you're working for mainly insurance jobs and those insurance jobs take 90 days to pay you well guess what people are still paying their insurance premiums mm. those yeah. su- uh, insurance funds can uh, pay their super on time yeah but uh, you mm. small business owner that's right uh, are stuck with no cash. So yeah. it's an issue. And it's a big issue. Hopefully by then it's being dealt with. Mm. You know, there's, there's a lot of talks about um, of government stepping in and, yep. and, and making some changes around mm. around making it easier to pay small businesses. Well, I just caught up with um, some local reps from Commonwealth Bank this mm. morning actually for a coffee yep. and a new finance piece that they're doing. And I think, you know, I've heard this from other banks too, mm. um, is essentially financing invoices. Yeah, and they're right. going to do it by connecting through to accounting software. So like f- factoring your accounts receivable, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll lend you up to 80% of what you're owed for invoices mm. and uh, obviously charge you some interest mm. for that. But when you're paid, then it should essentially um, end that finance. Yeah. So interesting. That yeah. could be, that could, there's a place, there's mm. going to be a need for more of that. Yeah, for if, sure. 
if businesses don't change their payment terms. Well, I, and I think it, it, it would be only fair then to increase your price to, say, the insurance company to, to cover the cost of them not paying you soon enough. Or, or charge interest. And charge interest if, on them yeah, not paying. Hard, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard doing that to a larger business. But if you've got a $30,000 amount that you're waiting to receive from mm. some big company, mm. um, then charge them $31,000 mm. and that $1,000 of interest you might owe for three months or something. It's technically illegal to make your um, supplier charge a certain price to like, control their pricing. Mm. But I know in reality, there is a fair bit of that there is a lot with of that. big businesses and yeah. small business. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully mm. um, I just want to flag that because yeah. That's a really that could point. really affect, small, affect business. the small businesses. Yeah. Changes like that. Well, the, the treasurer has come out and said that um, this should hopefully reduce the risk of unpaid super debts when a company collapses mm. or goes bankrupt, which, well, you know, we've seen. It's going to make them collapse or go bankrupt quicker. Yeah. Potentially. And, and already if you, if you have unpaid super or if you haven't lodged super guarantee charge forms mm. and the, the, the directors can personally be liable mm. for a lot of that super yeah. at the moment anyway, yeah. it's often the first thing that gets paid. Definitely. Um, but, um, but yeah, this, this is mm. an interesting change for a lot of people. It is, it is. And, you know, they're talking about even, your BAS, your mm. GST mm. being paid in that way or tax withheld on wages. And none of that has been leaked no. ahead of the budget. This could just be the first one yeah. of many in mm. the coming years. Yep. So yeah, it'll be an interesting budget. And I'm really interested to see if they um, wind back the tax cuts that they announced. There's been so been much no, talk about. Is there? Yeah. Uh, there's but a lot no of commentary. No. Yeah, a lot of commentary. <laughs> a lot of commentary. So I think that they're keeping it at this stage. Well, I think the, the, the politics of it is that they've, they said during the election campaign that, no, we're going to keep this. Mm. Um, we're doing all the other things, but mm. we're not changing that. Yeah, so they'd be going back on, on, on an election because promise. they were probably worried about losing the election by <laughs> winding that back. But I, I saw an ABC Instagram post, mm. and it was um, it affects eighty eighty six percent of the benefit is going mm. to like the high income earners of the country, a very small percentage of people. An, an interesting to think, an interesting thing to think about in in this context, though. <clears throat> so. This is stage three out of three stages of tax cuts. Flattening, right? Mm, yeah, One so. and two was all the lower true, income. True, and true. it was them first. So it was like, true. yeah, we, the, the lower income people will get the benefits first. So if you look at stage three in isolation, of course, it's going it to look, affect looks bad. the high income. But if you looked at the whole package true. as one thing, it's like, oh, this is actually excellent point. the last But And it's also affecting people from, what is it? Um, all the way up to 200,000. Is it 40,000 to 200,000? Yeah, it's going to be the one tax rate. Yeah, it's going to be from 45 to 200,000. $45,000 is not a lot. It's not high income earner. No, definitely. So it's going to save people who are earning, <coughs> say, 60K a good, good uh, in that 15 grand yeah. that they're earning over 45. Yeah. They're going to save like 3%. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's dropping from thirty-two and a half to thirty. Yeah, yep. So they'll save two and a half, and then mm. everyone over eighty, it's going to save you, mm. you know, potentially seven percent, and then anyone above one twenty, it's going to save you, um, it, about mm. sorry that amount as well, and then anyone up to that point, you know, so yeah. it's it's a decent amount of savings. It's a massive amount of savings if you earn, particularly if you earn two hundred mm. grand, and two and and like yes, two hundred thousand dollars is a good decent wage, is a lot of money, but it's also not. 
it's the new one hundred amount of money. It's it is. Like, yeah. um, this is what we discussed when they first announced those tax yeah. changes. Mm. That um, two hundred is becoming the, the new, new one hundred. Yeah, yeah. And then there's people listening. Oh, yeah, so it must like, be hard at two hundred. We yeah, turned thirty three this year, Dan. Yeah. So it's sort of like how thirty three is the new twenty three. Exactly, I feel that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so two two hundred is a lot of money, but a hundred isn't a hundred yeah. isn't that much money. And it's, these are yeah, the all people also the getting the tax going up. It depends where you live, obviously. But yeah, hundred you can live like a king in some countries, but yeah. In, 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 Australia. in Australia now. Yeah. If you it's live questionable. anywhere near a capital city. That's right. All the coastline. Yeah. Not easy. Yeah. And even uh, a lot of the regional hubs too. Mm. The property prices are mm. through the roof, which... Exactly. Again, it's really nice. They're nice places. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I would imagine that if they're going to cu- if they're gonna make changes, they're probably going to keep it, but maybe not drop it down to 30 and instead drop it to mm. 32 and a half or, or, or yep. lower it from 200 down to... 180 or, yep. or something like yep. that. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, no, no announcements on that. But that's going to be, that's definitely a point that I want to check out yep. in the budget. Me too. I also want to check out the temporary immediate write off mm. and what's going to yes. happen with the small business pools. Yes. And what's going to happen with, yeah. if, is there going to be any amount of immediate write off? Exactly, exactly. Because it's just been like silence, like yeah. radio silence on that. Mm. So I'm very interested in that. And they've definitely made a decision. We just don't oh, know what we, that is yet. And it, so, do you know what the decision is? It's going away. It's going away. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I just want to know what yeah. replaces it. Yeah. Is it going to be a $20,000 write-off? $30,000 write-off? $1,000 write-off? <laughs> I hope not. Imagine that. That would be bad. Mm. Anyway. Um, it definitely enforces people to buy assets. Mm. I've had conversations with clients already of like, okay, yeah. did you need a new vehicle? And they're like, yep. All right. Go get the vehicle before 30 June. Yeah. Because you'll save a, a, chunk, a of chunk of tax by doing it. Exactly. So I've been looking hard for a new vehicle. Yeah. Um, There's uh, not a lot of availability. Not a lot of availability mm. in the ones that I want. But uh, anyway, interesting things. Bouget next the, week. Yeah. The other the other one today is the uh, RBA is meeting mm. with the interest rates. And uh, there's a lot of talk that it might go up or it might stay the same. Yeah. Some people are suggesting it's going to stay. Inflation came down again. Okay. Um, cool. A little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's that's evidence that the in- increase is working. It is. It's yeah. so whether or not they hold it again for another month. Mm. There's uh, the commentary I've heard is that it, it will go back up probably mm. at some point. Yep. But they might just like slow the pace of it going up and, and just see how it goes. But very interesting. Very, very interesting. interesting. No pun intended. Actually, in that zero report, they they have a, a graph that's saying you know macroeconomic. Yes. data is an issue for, for small businesses yeah, and, and, and there was a graph on there about the different countries that they did the study in and what the different numbers are yeah and we still have one of the lower wow. uh, cash rates like wow. the, the US the UK New Zealand all these other countries their cash rates are higher than ours like by like a by a percent <laughs> not just like 0.1 but like a full percent wow so we're still relatively low mm. in comparison. But I wonder what our debt to earnings yeah. ratio is. Because exactly. I think houses are a little more affordable in America. Yeah. New Zealand, no. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're doing it. <laughs> they're just happy people. Yeah, they're just like, oh, hey, bro. <laughs> yeah, and everything's fine, eh? Yeah. I looked it in at two. Yeah, sweet ass, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just so happy. <laughs> No, this is a 660 all day. Yeah. Oh, sucks, yeah, sucks no, I'll day. probably have to sell the house, eh? But no, I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll keep on going on, hey, brother? I'll just be beach des. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you're from New Zealand. Listen yeah. to this. It's true, though. Yeah. You're all like that. <laughs> um, you're better for it. Yeah, you are better for it. You're better than us. Uh, 
All right. Uh, Tight ass tip, Tim. Tight ass tip. Now, Dan, you said you had some things to explore from I wanted, last week's. I wanted to give you an update. Because we, we last week's tight ass tip was rounds. Last week we we litigated um, and it was specifically ghost your round. Ghost your round was, was, like, was the tight ass tip. Get out. But then we we started going into further about like when's the best time to join a round? Yes. Should you do it right at the start when there's less people so you get the yeah. props that people yeah. remember you bought a round? Who you go into a round with? Or who you going around mm. with? Yeah. Um and, and I just wanted to point out a few things. Okay. So on the weekend, mm. um, we went out. We had a few rounds going. There was a few rounds going. Mm. Now, I started with an intention. <laughs> I said to our friend, Orford. Mm. Man uh, on the street. Man on the street, Orford, physiotherapist, been on the podcast before. Um, you know, we, he and I were around. And that made me realize that the best strategy is actually have a round buddy. Round buddy. Don't have a round group. Mm, round round buddy. buddy. Yeah. The less people. Just you and one person. You buy mm, a drink. True. They owe you a drink. True. And then you can call it quits at any point. This you is can be true. like, oh, you know what? I'm out. I'm out. Hey, man. Yeah. I'm out of We're the even now. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> so basically. My obligation to you is null and void. Yeah. When, whenever you go into a round buddy agreement, it's, it's a two drink. <laughs> it's a two drink acceptance. <laughs> hey, you want a drink? Yeah. I know. Uh, I'm going to buy you a drink next. Well, we, we, we broke that at the end of the night, didn't well, we? Well, what happened is <laughs> you walked over with, <laughs> with a round of fireball shots for hey, everyone. I didn't. I wasn't going to make anyone buy me <laughs> a drink back. You guys liked you liked the fireball. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I, I, I bought think another you were the round. Next yeah. You're like, hey, you guys want another one? Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> and then, and then I think Dennis. Dennis bought a round of uh, Emirato sours. I think it was, that was much more expensive. Much more expensive than the, than the um, fireball shots. Yeah, mm. exactly. So he did get shafted. <sighs> but um, yeah, so Dennis got shafted buying a round of Emirato sours. But uh, he did. It was a lot more expensive than the shots. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, we could have just kept doing. So I've refined, ref, refined, refound, <laughs> refined. refined. I believe the word refined, refined does not exist. Yes, and refined is is fine. It's been a big day. I've I've refined <laughs> the uh, the tight ass tip from last week. I've re refined it. Refined it. Yeah. The tight ass tip from last week to be. Have a round, buddy. Can round, buddy. It's, like it's a two-drink two acceptance. All right, I'm going to add to this. Yeah. With your round, buddy, make sure that they want to have the same day same. as you. Yeah, exactly. Because um, my round, buddy, was Dennis. And Dennis is great value. No, but Dennis, he can drink more than Dennis me. Dennis was ready to drink yeah, more than so you were. We were ended up buying jugs at the yeah. first pub. Mm. Um, a mistake. That was a mistake. And then at the footy, he just came up with uh, four beers for us two. So then you have to buy four beers. Then the next I had round. to buy four in the next round. So it escalated. That's, it that's escalated an escalation. quite quickly. That's, and that's why we ended up with fireball shots. It so is. See, my that's round exactly buddy and I, we, we, we had a buddy commitment until after the footy. Ah, and then, then at that it. point, I could tell he yep. was backing off. Yeah, he was backing off. He backed off at that point because mm. he had to work the next day. Yeah, that's true. some other lame excuse. Yeah, lame. And uh, I pushed on with the full round. So that, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> pick a round, buddy. Make sure it's someone... Who's on your level? I like it, Dan. That's yeah, good. that's a good one. Great All right, well, let's dive into our main topic today, which is our chat with Sarah, uh, organizational psychologist. Uh, mm. we, we give all the details when we start, mm. but great chat, really important issue, and we will see you on the other side. Bye. Okay, so welcome to the podcast. We've got Dr. Sarah Cotton, uh, organizational psychologist, co-founder, co-director at uh, Transitioning Well. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, you're most welcome, guys. It's great to be here to open up this important conversation today. 
You're right. It is a super important conversation and uh, it's been a tough few years. But one positive I think that has come from those few years like COVID and those challenging times is that we are talking more about mental health openly, particularly in today's context for this podcast, the mental well-being of business owners. So I'm super keen to dive into that. Yeah, that's right. So this is all stemmed from a report that Zero have put out during the week around the well-being of small business owners. Mm. And there's some really interesting stats, but we, we re- wanted to, to chat to you, to chat to you, Sarah, just because we were wanting to know more as small business owners ourselves, and, and from a small business owner yourself, yeah. uh, we wanted to know, yeah, what, what are the main sort of issues happening? What, what's causing this, you know, um, sig- like it's pretty significant amount of people who are obviously struggling with their well-being as small business the report owners. said one in three, right? Yeah, well, it's, it's- At least- yeah, look, we can go through all the stats as, mm. as we go through, but I think it's just a really important issue to dive into. So I think a, a good place to start um, is is right at the top, which is why is mental health for small business owners an issue? Uh, and, and what are the main factors you're seeing that, that might be causing some of these issues for small business owners? Yeah, look, I think um, great question to start with to kick us off. I think even before the pandemic, and I love that you've you've given the context of the pandemic. I, you know, we knew that small business um, owners and operators were really struggling anyway with their mental health and well-being. The stats were telling us that loud and clear. You put a pandemic on top of that, mm-hmm. and the stress and strain that it, that we've all felt as small business owners and operators over the last three years. Mm. You put the uncertainty of the economic situation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We could go on. Yeah. You know, it's no wonder that. Zero's report is showing that compared to the normal, you know, average Australian, that's more, and even more globally, actually, across the globe, that mm. small business owners are showing signs that their well-being, you know, is compromised. Um, you asked, um, Dan, why? You know, why, I think, is at the heart mm. of your question. Like, mm. why? Yeah. What's going on? What are the factors that are leading into us seeing these statistics? Look, I think it's multifaceted, um, and, and I'm sure it will come as no surprise to your listeners, um, it, as I mentioned some of these, these factors, mm. and I'm pause after some of them because I'm sure that you guys will have something to say as well. <laughs> I think um, let's start with the long work hours though, yeah? Yeah, long work so hours. So I think that, yeah, feeling always on. Mm. I'm sure that your listeners can relate to that one, yeah? I think oh. when you, mm. it's interesting, isn't it? When you when you start out and you have the dream of, you know, the small business, um, you think I'm going to do this because it's going to offer me more flexibility and all <laughs> of those things, which it does in many ways. Yes. Mm. But I don't think we always think about how it means that often we're always on. Even yes. on holidays, or holidays are often interrupted. For sure. Your weekends are maybe not as sacred as they used to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I might just pause there because I can see in your non yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. Oh, I, yeah. I couldn't agree more with this. I mean, we we always talk about that, you know, the concept of, of lifestyle accounting, which mm. is, you know, people starting their small business because they have a particular lifestyle in mind and then very quickly find, as you've just said, uh, that it's it's hard work and you're constantly mm. on and, and you might be more stressed and have less time. And and I, I, as you were speaking, I was just thinking of holidays Tim and I have been on mm. together when, you know, with friendship groups and we've both sit there, done a bit of work at various <laughs> points. So like yeah. processed a pay run or- <laughs> Go for a nice walk on the beach whilst on a, on a call. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you're always thinking about it. It's, it, it, it is, yeah, uh, it's hard to get that here. ease. Yeah. Hard to switch off, I think, when you're a small business owner operator, and yet that's the irony, isn't it? Because we mm. know from a well-being perspective, we need to be able to switch off and have that recovery time, which we'll probably talk about more in the podcast. But mm. look, the long the long work hours are really big one. The high demands, I would say, mm. would be really high on the agenda, yeah. often with low resources. 
So yeah. there's, you know, heaps to do. Mm. Uh, and often you're wearing multiple hats and juggling multiple balls yes. all at the same time. Uh, and it's a lot to hold and it can feel pretty heavy on yes. most days for small business owner operators. Can relate to that both personally and through seeing client experiences as well. Um, yeah. All of that is yeah. so on point. <laughs> yeah. And the other one I'd throw in, guys, because I, f- I feel really strongly about this one, actually, and I'm sure all of the listeners and you guys included will get this one, is the impact that being a small business owner operator can have on your life. And mm. I think often life gets the raw deal. Mm. Um, I think there's real uh, interference between or conflict between, you know, um, what we invest as small business owner operators and the impact that that can have on our lives. And I think if you look at that um, from a long-term perspective, that can start to have really well really real costs mm. upon our well-being upon our relationships um mm. and when i talk about well-being i talk about mental health and physical well-being as mm. well oh yeah for sure well if you're busy you're not going to get out for that workout or play that sport that you like um it's just not going to happen so and then that also takes a toll mentally too um, because you just lack energy and then you want to eat more food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all a big cycle. Uh, it's just a big yeah. cycle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all of that is so on point and um, hitting pretty hard. <laughs> on this end. It's, it's very relevant and it feels a lot like a trap that you've put yourself into and it feels a lot like you're making sacrifices and uh, um, personally in your life. Well, so yeah, it's, it's a big th- challenge. I think there's a sense of, um, well, there's literal ownership to start with, but there's a sense mm. of like real responsibility and ownership that this thing succeeds. A lot of people, when you start a small business, you're not just, it's not just a job. You're putting mm. yourself into this, you know, whether it fails, it succeeds. Changing. You know, I think a lot yeah. of people hold that quite personally. So yeah, you're going to sure. put in those extra hours. You're going to be thinking about it over the weekend. You're going to be doing those extra things and you're mm. going to sacrifice other parts of your life because for a lot of people, a small business becomes part of their identity, I think. Yeah. And I think that might be a big part of it. You, is that something that you see, Sarah? 100%. I love mm. that you've hit on identity there mm. because I think you're right. We don't start these beautiful um, businesses, do we, without the passion and the mm. vision and the commitment, you know. It's like a double-edged sword sometimes because sometimes it's a very passion and vision and mission that makes it very hard for us to switch off because we're so very committed. And yes. often we know from the burnout literature that often it's the really engaged people, it's the really committed people mm. that are often the ones that we see higher levels of burnout. So I, I mm. think it's such a good conversation, guys, because we, we often don't talk about it. And I think what happens in small business is we get into automatic pilot. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give you an analogy. I, I'm sure you guys and your listeners have heard this before. It's like the frog um, analogy. You, you put a frog in cold water and mm. you slowly heat that frog up. It doesn't realize how hot mm. that water's getting. But if you put the same frog in hot water, it'll jump straight out and goes, wow, this water's too hot. <laughs> and I think for us in small business, right, those those demands, those availability creeps, all those things, the water starts mm. heating up and we yeah. don't realize until our relationship breaks down. Yeah. We start experiencing anxiety or depression or we start seeing signs of burnout mm. where we become more cynical than we usually are. Mm. So I think it's, it's really important what I say is to get out of automatic pilot, to mm. do a temperature check pretty early on. Um, so that you can be monitoring that as a small business owner operator. I love that idea of a temperature check. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's so true because it's just little things just chip away one at a time over a long period and, and it's you know it's sort of the opposite of that incremental change for the positive that we always talk about, but it's sort of incremental change for the negative. Yeah. And, and before you know it, your, your whole life is is built around this mm. thing that it might not be the direction you wanted to, to go. You're not, you're not spending time with the kids like you wanted to yeah, or, sure. or whatever it is. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, no, I, I love that idea. I love that idea. The, there was a few things in the report that really stood out to me uh, as well that I, that I wanted to, to get some of your opinion on around this is that right. uh, one of them was um, managing employees. Mental health was a significant cause of stress mm. for small business yeah. owners. Yeah, and there was yeah. a few stats in there which, which kind of really stood out to me. One was, I think it was like 44% um, on average across all the regions that it, that it uh, studied felt that this um, was something they thought about more than half the time. Mm. 44% spend more than half their time thinking about the mental well-being of their employees. Um, wow. But then also there was a significant difference between the younger generation of people and the older. So I think it was something, you know, younger people under 30 had more stress in their business mm. and they thought more about their employees' mental health, whereas people over 50 were less likely to, to worry about it. Mm. So I'd love to get some of your thoughts around that and, and those causes. So it's not just like you and your demands, but it's also your, your teams. teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's lots of good stuff in there. Yeah. I wish we, uh, we could talk all day about this. Yeah. A couple of things that come to mind. I think absolutely. We know at the heart of every small business owner is they want to do the right thing by their people that mm-hmm. work for them, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we know that it can keep you up at night, yeah. And I yes. think, um, you know, all the things we've talked about post-pandemic, mm-hmm. we know then the literature's telling us we're seeing a bit of a fourth wave across the general population. People are really struggling. Mm-hmm. People's tanks are pretty empty. And mm-hmm. so there's lots going on for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with, you know, with all of the um, economic situation that's going on as well, there's lots going on for our people. Um, yeah. So there's a lot more need for small business owners to be supporting their people. There's also lots of regulations coming in across the regulators across the country mm-hmm. uh, and the need to be, you know, more compliant around obviously the importance of making sure the workplace is safe. So there's, you know, there's lots of stuff that mm. small business owners need to be thinking about and mm. that can be another pressure. Um, there's a lot of, I know what I need to do, but I don't know how to do it. Yes. I don't have the time to do it. I don't have a HR department to support yeah. me to do it. So I, I think it does keep a lot of small business owners up at night and that's why, and I'm happy to share with your audience after there's some great resources on that one um, that mm. the, you know a lot of the regulators around the country are putting in place yeah. um, you know some free coaching some free support around that awesome. um, but I just wanted to just flag that it is very real it's a very real need and yeah. I think it was great that the um, zero report drew attention to that you know and yeah. one of the recommendations was about you know how do we support small business to, mm. you know to support their people and tackle you know those mental health issues for yeah. their people I often say guys it's almost like um, people have this invisible backpack yeah that they come to work with every day mm-hmm. um and in small business owners sometimes the other thing i would add to that is you know family businesses small businesses you're quite intimate aren't you you get oh, to know yeah. each other mm-hmm. you know really well and mm-hmm. so um there's lots of i guess um complexities around that for small yes. business owners plus they're having to support themselves as well as their people as well yeah. so there's lots in there. I don't know if you... If it's like having a, a fam- like we have a team of eight and mm. it can feel like having a, a big family, extended family. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all have their their own complexities in their life as well, <laughs> which and, and are totally out of your control. And but Exactly. And it is so hard because sometimes you can see someone in the team is struggling with something and, and you want to help, but you're also not sure like, all right, well, this is a workplace. Like mm. what's the line here? How, mm. how do I help without being you know, invasive to them or overstepping the mark or, or, Mm. um, you know, because not only uh, are you worried for them as a person, but it can affect a performance in the business then. So then, Mm. you know, you don't want to make them feel worse by getting, you know, um, accountability against their their performance that isn't as great. So there's all sorts, like so complex. And so we sit there thinking about this thing all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And And it's so important. Mm. Yeah, it's so important though, just to be able to get the information and reach out and know that you're not alone. I think that's really important for small business owners. Yeah. 
Um, and to start thinking about, you know, it's not rocket science. I think yes. when it comes to supporting the well-being of your people, what I would be saying to a small business owner is where's a really good place to start? Yes. You know, for example, you know, am I building a culture, a safe culture mm. where my people know um, where to go for support, that they can come to me if there's issues that are coming up for them? Mm. You know, do we have available on our intranet or even some information that's printed out in the back of the bathroom door? You know, mm. where, do we have an EAP or, you know, do we, like is there that. some ways that mm. our people can have some support around this? And then as a leader, my other thing I would say is as a small business owner operator, you know, skill yourself up, get some tools in your toolbox. You mm. know, what are the things, do you do you know your people really well so that you can pick up if there's signs that they're not okay? Mm. And do you know how to have those conversations? You know, we're not trying to turn small business owners into amateur psychologists, but it mm. is about giving you the tools in your toolbox so you yeah. can, you know, what to say, what not to say, to mm. some of those basic skills. Yeah. Um, so they're the sort of things that, that come front and center for yeah. me. A few things there, like, uh, I think it's really important f- for us to learn to have those skills to help our team, mm. um, but also to learn to have skills to uh, look after yourself too during yeah. those during those tough times. Um, so it's probably multifaceted to be able to give more support, but also uh, wear less burden whilst doing that. 100%. You can't give 100%. the support if you're not feeling That's in right. a headspace well, and with the av- be- yeah. availability to do that. True, you know? yeah. true. Mm. Yeah, it's kind I, of I connected. Think, um, yeah, I think so. I think Libby Trickett, good old Libby Trickett, you know, the Australian swimmer, yeah, I think yeah. she said it best. She said, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. And I think that sums it up really well for Does. small business owners. Yeah. And we don't, you know, like I'll grab my phone, you know, we don't expect to to not put our mobile phones on the chargers every night. Yeah. You know, we plug our mm. mobile phone, don't we? We go, yeah. you know, where's that charger? My phone's getting <laughs> yeah. a bit flat. But, you know, we, yeah, we, we expect ourselves as small yeah. business owners to keep running yes. on empty. And mm. how, how can we lead well mm. if we're not well mm. ourselves well i've got my mobile charger for my phone uh or my body that is coffee which i have. <laughs> <laughs> plug that in about 10 times a yeah. day and then you're good right yeah <laughs> no but I, I think this is hitting the nail on the head because i think there's a lot of small business owners and you know covid seems like something in the past but mm. but it isn't it's it was only a year and a bit ago that, doesn't that just, this was happening and, just and click your fingers and end it, and and i but i think the the burnout from that and, and as a small business owner the the fatigue you have from for, from two years, especially if you're in a business that had to shut down, or if you're a business mm. that had to you know pivot completely just to keep people employed mm-hmm. and yeah. job saver and job keeper and all mm. these things you had to think about and worry mm. about. You went from no work to having Lots too of much work. work. Yeah, or mm. like uh, you know, can I stand people down? All that mm. stuff was so stressful for mm. so many people that I just don't think that just goes away. I yeah. think you, you hold it onto it for a while. I yeah. know I feel like I still do a bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the legacy of that is going to last. Last year, and that's mm. not saying the research is telling us they're calling it the fourth wave mm. and the compromise of the well-being that that's having on the general population. So I think, yeah, as small business owners, we need to recognise. Mm. I think the stresses over the last couple of years, and that's going to take time to recover from, both mm. for ourselves as small business owners, but Definitely. also for our people, yeah. um, and our customers and our clients as yeah. well. I think that's important to talk about as well, particularly in your industry. Mm. I think you know, with the financial um, climate at the moment and the dynamics, mm. I think there's a lot of people that are really stressed and the stories that your people are hearing and supporting people I don't think you should you know we can underestimate the level of demand Mm. um, and the level of complexity that you you know your listeners are are dealing with every day yeah absolutely yeah I I couldn't agree more well I want to dive into maybe what you think Sarah are some solutions to this as well but just before we do that sorry I just had one question I've been meaning to ask from something we covered just a little bit before the difference between the 30 and the 50 Mm. year old because Dan and I are 33 
And um, yeah, so this directly affects me. And yeah. then we'll begin my therapy session uh, with solutions <laughs> after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a really great finding, isn't it, that the mm. Zero Report found about the demographic differences. And it's interesting. I probably, um, the way I would respond to that is that we know younger workers under 30, uh, under 30 generally, um, are more vulnerable from mm-hmm. a mental health and wellbeing perspective. You know, there's different pressures that a younger worker mm. encounters. So the research would back us up. It's That, that statistic is mm. very uh, consistent with the broader okay. research about younger workers. And mm. in fact, that's why, you know, we're giving younger workers a lot more attention, why they're identified mm. as a vulnerable population. Yeah. Uh, I think about 74% of people uh, in, the, in that sort of, you know, younger demographic will experience a mental health condition before they're about, you know, 24, 25. Wow. So, you know, it's it's mm. it's, a, it's a massive, you think there's competing pressures, they're mm. often, it's the first relationship, first job. Yes. Um, you know, there's so many things going on uh, social media expectations of like yeah i've got to do my uh kentucky trip to europe otherwise i'm a failure <laughs> but like that's no, but in all that's seriousness, legit in yeah. all seriousness though yeah and it's such a um oh, it's you know there's so much demand isn't there yes. about that and it's so visual it's yes. so you know with the social media now mm, i've got to look good i've got to feel good mm. i've got to <laughs> yeah it's, it's pressure to feel good it's weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm going to tell the world about it yeah <laughs> yeah very that's real. it's very real so mm. i think it's great that zero reports called that out because yes. i think it's really important for us to be to be mindful of that Definitely. So what are some of the things that small business owners can be thinking about and starting to do to, to help uh, improve their well-being and, and, and the well-being of their team? Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start with the small business owners themselves. Hey? Yep. Like, yep. Can we let's be fill the ourselves? cup. Definitely. Definitely. Let's, fill, let's fill our cup. So I would be saying get out of automatic pilot, mm. you know, find ways to actually check that temperature. Yeah. So a couple of ways that you can do that is, I mean, I'm just thinking really practically, you can mm. um, always call it building well-being into every day because mm. we know that, I mean, even if you do get a holiday, right, let's mm. say, and as small business owners, we know they're often interrupted, right? Yeah. Yeah. Holidays are great. Don't, 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 don't hear me wrong here. I'm not saying that holidays are not great. Holidays yeah. are great, right? Yes. But the, the effects of holidays fade really quickly. So mm. I'll, I'll give you an example. There was a study done where they took the burnout levels of people before they went on holiday and they tracked them while they were on holiday and, and when they came back. How long do you reckon it took them to get back to the pre-burnout levels after leave? A day. <laughs> when they open up their inbox. <laughs> <laughs> About three weeks, yeah. Yeah, oh. wow. <laughs> About three weeks, yeah. That's really so, not that long, is it? Like no. So holiday every three weeks is what I hear there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, uh, so I guess the, the message in that in all seriousness is, you know, yes, holidays are important, but we have mm. to have other strategies in yes. our day to actually make sure we're filling our cup and recovering. So even little things mm. like, you know, um, one of the things I do is, um, I don't know if you guys have heard it before, it's a, a HALT, H-A-L-T. Okay. So it just, what I do during the day is I just, um, I go, okay, it stands for am I hungry, am I angry, am I lonely, am I tired? Mm. And I just go throughout the day, even while I'm boiling the kettle, you can mm. do, it's called habit stacking. So rather yeah. than 
you know, setting a timer or creating another thing that you've got to do as yes. a small business owner. Every time I boil the kettle, I quickly go, okay, have I actually had lunch today? Because yeah. often as a small business owner, I hate to say, mm. some days are just really busy and I might not have had lunch. Am I hungry? Mm. Am I angry? Am I, am I feeling frustrated? Am mm. I lonely? You know, do I need to connect? I haven't had coffee with my mate or I haven't gone, mm. you know, caught up with, you know, um, invested in my friendships because mm. I've been so busy running this company. And am I tired? Do I actually need to actually get some rest? So, mm. you know, building those wow. things into your day are really important. That's um, a great one. The other thing I would, the other thing I would just say, sorry, just before I forget, um, is I would get really, I would encourage your listeners as small business owners to get really good at identifying those early warning signs that they're not okay. Mm, yes. You know when you drive your car, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I identify at the moment because my car needs a service, right? So <laughs> I've, got a few, I've got a few flashing lights coming up on me going, yeah. Yeah. get this to the, the mechanics here. Yes. But, you know, in, in all of us, like I know if I reach yeah. for chocolate, for example, I know chocolate's <laughs> one of my warning signs, it's right? Mine. If I'm having a few too many wines, <laughs> yes. if I stop my exercise yep. You know, I've got to get yes. up early. I've got to start at mm. five this morning. Yes. Stuff exercise. You yes. know, if I start seeing those behaviours, or mm. if my left shoulder starts locking up, mm. that's my, my that's my physical sign. That's yeah, mm. my neck. You know, so yeah, yeah your neck. Mm. Yeah. How about you, Dan? Have you got any signs? Yeah, chocolate and exercise are, are pretty bang on for me as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If I, if I, because I like to get up and go for a walk in the morning. If I, if I'm going to bed, and I'm thinking, oh, I just can't do that tomorrow morning, or I, or I wake up and I'm like, no, there's no time. That's when I know I'm feeling yes. too stressed. When really, those things would make me feel better. About yes, all those exactly, things I have to do. Exactly. Hmm. But it's so good, isn't it, to hmm. just know those warning signs? Hmm. What do you do um, when you start to notice those warning signs? Because it, I probably am one of those people that is terrible with burnout because I'm a bit overly committed. Yeah. <laughs> um, you notice I do notice the warning signs sometimes and then I'm like but I can't stop because I've got to Mm. I've just got to get I've got this deadline I've just got to keep going so uh, how do you defeat that little voice in your head? Couple of couple of things I would say to that, and again, you know, we could talk all day about this. Could is, easily. I think it's important to understand the consequences of what happens if you keep going. Mm. Yes, because the literature is really conclusive, guys. It's not if, mm. it's when <laughs> it's going to stay have a cost on us. Yeah, whether yes. that's our physical health, our mental health, and our relationships. You know, mm. don't forget your relationships yes. and the impact that that that, that has. Mm. Um, and the other thing I would say is I think it's a great opportunity to have some accountability too. So mm. who do you reach out for support? Do you have a good mentor? Yes. Do you have a good support, you know, structure? I think for sole business owners, it's really tough because mm. often it can feel really lonely. Mm. Um, and, you know, we know isolation is one of the big, biggest risk factors for depression. Mm. So I suppose what I'd be saying is if you start seeing those w- early warning signs, you know, yes, it's, it's, it's um what would I call it? It's, important then to get into action and start doing things differently mm. but i'd be checking in like what supports do i have yeah. you know because it's tough to do it by yourself so, yeah talk it out with someone you can sort yeah of, get some accountability get some action mm. get some support know that you're not alone mm. um find out you know who, who that you can tap into the irony is you know it always never ceases to amaze me as human beings often mm. when we need support the most and crikey small business owners need support yeah mm. uh, it's often when we seek it out the least <laughs> yeah yeah, That's you just so tend true. to bury your head. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, uh, nope, just blinkers on. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is too hard to deal with. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm only laughing because I can relate to Tim, it so much. <laughs> does that answer your question enough? It does. Tim, about, yeah. 
It does. Yeah. It's just that self-awareness piece, isn't it? I guess. Mm. And, and being willing, you probably don't feel like speaking to someone about it, but just, just have to, I suppose. And uh, maybe a little habit stuck there of uh, if I'm feeling this way, I probably should just this. book in a coffee yeah. with a friend or, or um, what is it that fuels you? Yeah. What is it that fuels you? You know, and we're, that's what, what fuels you is going to be different to what fuels me. So yeah. as well as it's good to know your warning signs, it's also mm. really good to know what fuels you, what mm. recharges you, where do you get your recovery from? Mm. You know, for me, it's it's taking my border collie out and getting amongst the trees. Like yeah, for me, that's just, for me, it's connecting with my mates. For me, it's making sure that I get as many weekends where I can actually switch off as possible where mm. my brain is not so mm. I, I need to be able to give it the time to switch off when we have to have recovery mm. where bodies were not built to be going 24 7 you know so we true. actually mm. we have to be able to stop and and mm. recover yep. and renew i totally agree a, a stat from the report that i wrote down which which really bugged me was 37 percent of people felt well rested when they wake <laughs> Why I, is can't that re- I can't remember the time I felt well rested <laughs> ever. <laughs> no, see, so your issue there, Dan, is you sleep too well. Yeah. Um, and what you need to do Don't get me wrong, is, I sleep like a lot, but when I wake up, I never feel like I've had a good night's sleep. You need sleep. to have a baby or something in your life that makes you not sleep. And then when you do get you the odd good night's sleep, yeah, you're like, I God, it. I feel rested. You're right. So I get, I get so much that I just don't appreciate it enough. Yeah. Good <laughs> perspective. <laughs> All right. So lots yeah. we could dig into on that one. Yeah. So much. Um, I was going to say, so we've talked about, we've put the, we've put the oxygen mask on our, our, ourselves. Yes. So now how do we help our team um, or clients or, or our friends and family with these issues if we se- see them struggling too? Yes. So I think it is about some of those things we talked about earlier. I think, you know, building a culture in your small business mm. whereby there's, it's safe to actually speak up if you're not okay. Yes. Um, it's about knowing your people's signs, knowing the benchmark of, you know, what is Max or Mary? You know, what mm. what are their, how do they operate on a day-to-day basis, mm. you know, True. on an every given day? And is that changing? It Does that change? Because when that's what we need to be looking for is if, if there's changes mm. to that behaviour. Um, you know, yes. maybe Max or Mary, you know, are not, wanting to come along to the, you know, the events that we do or yeah. maybe they seem a bit more isolated yes. or, you know, they're just not quite themselves. Maybe yes. I've noticed that their their engagement or the love that they have for the company seems mm. to be a bit diminished or they're, they're starting to be a bit more cynical. Yeah. Um, you know, These crikey, are things that, like, that yeah. we do notice though, right? Because like you, you spend enough time with people, you, you, there is definitely times when you just notice a change like, oh, that's interesting. Mm. And, and, and I think the, the difference might be then, asking questions maybe or, or just checking up on them or mm. if you do notice something, doing something about it rather than just saying, yeah. oh, that's interesting. Mm. 100%. So mm. I think it is recognising those signs, um, mm. reaching out, like mm. having those conversations that we've talked about and then actually being able to respond because mm. it's one thing, isn't it? It's one thing to ask someone, mm-hmm. you know, how are you? It's a completely different thing then to be able to listen and what if they say that they're not okay? Yeah, exactly. So as a small business owner, what are you, what are you going to do then? And yeah, so just like, oh, that's no good. Because <laughs> yeah. your yeah. mind's going to go straight to, well, oh, now who's going to do that work? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this person clearly needs a break. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you're right though I love that you've called that out though. Mm-hmm. 
um, Tim, because it's so real. That's, you know, as mm. we, we're just like, well, there's all this work to do yeah. if you're not okay. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we need to value and make sure that we're supporting the mental health and well-being mm. of our people and that we know as small business owners what are the information and the resources mm. that we can then make sure we can't fix that problem for them. You know, we're not, yeah. we're not, the, we're not the psychologist or the health professional, mm, yeah. but it is our job as a leader to actually make sure we've identified if they're not okay mm. and be able to actually get them the support or help them to get mm. the support yes. that they need to be able to support themselves. Yeah. So where should small business owners go to get more information about all of this? Mm. Yeah. So what I'll do um, for your audience, if mm. it's helpful, is I'll yeah. send you through a heap of different links yeah, that'd be that awesome. are specifically de- designed for small business owners uh, across the country. There's um, various resources that I'll share in those links. There's like really good online tools nice. where you can just get on there and have a good look around and yeah. you know pull some good stuff. Mm. There's some, um, some free coaching. So for example, Beyond Bluetooth, has a great program, New Access, mm. um, that you can tap into as small business owners. So there's, I think w- what I would do is just make sure your small bo- business audience knows about these resources that Beautiful. are available to them. Um, what I would say, though, is your GP, if all else mm. fails. Yep. I would be saying that your GP is a really good first step. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't have a good GP, um, Beyond Blue, and I'll send this link through as well, Beyond Blue have got a really good link where you can go in, put your cool. postcode in, and it'll come up with a list of, you know, good GPs in your area. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. uh, that's that's really good information. I think that's going to be really valuable to everyone listening. Yeah. Uh, we can get that all out to them. And, and I think the more we can get this message out, the more we can help small business owners feel better Definitely. and then in turn help them make their team feel better yeah um then just the better we'll all be well yeah i mean it's <laughs> if we all feel better then we all feel better exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Very> <laughs> profound, yeah <laughs> thank you uh so for but people true, wanna, but true though yeah yeah, yeah it's so true absolutely because true. yeah you're less likely to Beep your horn at someone on the road and then yeah. that doesn't ruin their day and they don't go ruin someone else's day. And Misery loves company. That's what they're saying. It's just <laughs> yeah, like, we're going to make everyone else feel crap because I feel crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're, you're going to be, in all seriousness though, you're going to be in a much better position, mm. I always say, mm. to respond to what we get thrown as small business owners yeah. rather than react mm, if definitely. you've actually got fuel in your tank. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely. Exactly. So if people want to get in touch with you, how, how would they do that? Yeah, sure. Well, if you just Google good old transitioning well, that'll lead you to me and our amazing team of national psychologists around the country who are really passionate about small businesses. And we'd love if we can support you in any way. If you've got any questions, don't Mm. hesitate to reach out. Awesome. Thanks so much for uh, coming on the podcast and and, uh, enlightening us in in ways of uh, well-being. Yeah. Uh, No worries, guys. And I hope you get to charge yourselves up and get get something in your your, your tanks, some fuel in your tanks as well. So just just this conversation alone has given me a little fuel. So I appreciate that. (laughs) Thanks, Sarah. You're welcome, guys. Thanks so much. Cheers. Great chat. Yeah, that was so good. I feel so fortunate that we get to speak to people like Sarah mm. on the podcast. I do as well. So, yeah, I am grateful for this podcast. I take things from it all the time just yeah. by like doing it. In the last two <laughs> weeks, we've had a great chat about leadership and then we've had yeah. a great chat about mental health. And I feel like those two things were really linked because a, yeah. a lot of what we took from the leadership chat was about connection, yes. self-awareness, yeah. and, and then using that to, to mm. um, help lead your team. Yeah. And this week was about... You need to look after, you need to fill your own cup, mm. fill your cup before you yeah. can pour, was it fill the jug before you can pour the cup yeah. or something like that. Yeah, so well, you can't, you can't um, pour, pour an empty cup. 
Yeah, you can't pour an empty cup. Yeah. yeah. She, she had a lot of good analogies. Whatever the analogy the fro- was. The frog one was really good too. Have you never heard that? No, well, I, I had, but it was yeah. just good to be reminded. Reminded, yeah. I, I really like Small that. changes yeah. you don't realise in a yeah. situation you're not quite yeah. happy with yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, you've got to have... Uh, and, and Holt. How good was Holt? Holt. Holt. That's a really good one. It is I am good. Fi- if I, if I do hungry, Holt right now, angry. I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. Mm. I'm not angry. Not I'm angry. not lonely. And what was the T? Uh, tired. Tired. Yeah, yeah tired. I'm tired. I'm hungry and tired. I'm not hungry. I'm halfway there, Dan. I'm not hungry. I'm not angry. I'm not lonely. <laughs> <laughs> but I am tired. And I think tired makes me snacky. Uh, so we've circled back to the H again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that is a really good one because that is one thing I do struggle to check in on my energy. Mm. Um, and then it can just, you know, cascade down. Mm. I mean, you don't realize what's happening. Tornado of emotions. Yeah, for sure. Mm. It's been, particularly on Mondays. I don't like Mondays. Well, today is a Tuesday. So I know, I'm feeling uh, great. It's yeah. good. That's good. Yep. Um, Tuesday, I'm a Tuesday to Sunday, man. Oh, nice. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Uh, well, have you got another thing that you'd like to recommend this week? Uh, yes. I did have an excellent other thing, which I am just now forgetting mm, that's cool i'll jump in mm-hmm. you know you remember yours mm. um have i used letterboxed yet no cool letterboxed ah good it is what a, is it um it's an app mm-hmm. it's a social media for movies oh you might no i don't think you did use this cool. no that's cool yeah. yeah so it's an app i've spoken to you about it yeah we've spoken about it anyway yeah. you log the movies that you mm-hmm. watch yeah uh, and you can rate them and then you yep. follow friends or you follow people that mm-hmm. you feel have good taste yep. in, in film uh and they log the movies they watch and they rate them and they can mm. create lists and curate Mm. stuff yep. and see so just find movies that you like mm. and then also you can say oh yeah oh yeah he watched this movie mm. oh I'll give that that's a crack cool. that's cool um, I'm a big fan of that because yeah. uh, often you're not really sure what to watch so if you know what your friends are watching and if they liked it yeah. then you, you'll probably like the same thing yeah exactly if like oh you know yeah Tim liked this movie I know Tim likes the same kind of comedy mm, I do exactly. so great I'll, I'll watch that yeah so uh, good. he rated it highly I need to get I need to get back on a letterbox yeah. and um, be diligent with mm. marking what I'm watching. That's the thing. So I started this in January mm. and I was really great at logging January. Yeah. And then like the first week of February. And then I didn't log a thing again until March. You know oh, sorry, what, April. You know what it needs, but I bet they're already working on this. Mm. Connect it straight to the streaming platform mm. and tell me what I'm watching. That would be good. Because I have a profile. Do obviously. you want to log this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How good would that be? Yeah. Or at least the streaming um, platforms should do that too. Yeah. I feel like there's there's time for them to now step up the game. Mm. They can step up the game. Like Netflix is now offering a cheaper rate, apparently, if, if you're you okay with ads. Yeah. Which someone told me that depending the ads, on the ads go are in. during the movie though, I'm not okay I with could that. not do that. But uh, I could ad, not do that. A, an ad that I'm forced to watch before the movie starts. Not a problem. Perfectly fine. In between each episode of a show I'm watching. Not a problem. Perfectly fine. I, I would do that. But partway through, hell no. No, I'm out. How about if you pause? If you pause, walk away and then hit play and it plays an ad. I could probably deal with that. That's borderline for me. Like I think some days I'd be so annoyed. I with would it. take the remote with me and like I'm obviously going to the fridge. You'd hit That's pause, the only reason I'm pausing. Hit fridge pause. or toilet? Yeah, you hit pause. You'd quickly hit play again, do a wee. <laughs> and by the time you're back, the ad's gone. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> That's so We've already fun. solved. <laughs> We've solved an ad problem that may not ever exist. Yeah. So good. Yeah, anyway. All right. I remember my other thing. Yeah. 
And it is this, Dan. Let Lily lick Lionel's last few letters. <laughs> <laughs> we said that more um, just like warming, testing our mics before our podcast. Cultural leadership. Yep. And um, I didn't know where it came from. In my head, I was like, it's a Simpsons thing. It's a rest of development. I know. I looked yeah. it up on Google, which is a, it's a risky Google search to make, by the way. And, and I was like, ah, oh, it's Tobias Funke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> like Lily licked Lionel's lusty leathers. So my, my other thing is Arrested Development because uh, it's such a good show. It is. And a good I want to go back and rewatch it. I still never watched that newest season. Me either. Uh, Me either. Too. You know, there's, there's a show called, um, it's not Tetris. It's the other one. Um, but it's like um, the Arrested Development where they did that season and it was from the perspective of each character. Oh, really? So you could have watched that season of Arrested Development in any order. Yeah. Well, there's a show like that mm. on Netflix. I forget what it's called. It's got a word. Rubik's Cube. Rubik's Cube? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, just made me think of Arrested Development. No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not a great recommendation, but Arrested yeah. Development, definitely worth recommending. I just liked that they did that on Arrested Development already. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so ahead of its time. They, you know, they, re- and then, they yeah. recut it I know. in chronological order. Yeah. I want I, I I to go that. back and watch that. Yeah, so yeah. do I. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I thought you were talking about. That's why. You know, when um, uh, in that season where George Michael grows a mustache because he's older now and mm-hmm. he's OS, he's overtly sexual. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, so funny! Oh, here's the other one too, yeah. actually. Um, egg, yeah. I mean, and egg. <laughs> egg <laughs> hug. You just said who? Yeah. <laughs> oh her. Yeah. Oh her. Um, her. She was on Grey's Anatomy. Oh really? Yeah. So many actors were in the ser- first three seasons of Grey's Anatomy just yeah. as like patients. Yeah. Like one episode as a patient, including um, Elizabeth Moss. Oh really? Yeah. Um, and then Anne mm. or Egg. Mm. Which I thought she was pretty famous. I was like, she's yeah. famous as. Her name's May Whitman, I think. Oh, May Whitman. Yeah. yeah, she suffered from this thing where like she walked around with her back at um, 90 degrees. Oh, that must be. Pretty been. serious. It's hard for her. Mm. I love it that there are always like weird things. In <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, she was in that episode. She was the one whose, you know, cousin was yeah. suffering I'll from this rare story. disease I'll that only she could solve. So then, so then um, Lizzie's yeah. partner... Mm who she got engaged to mm. um, on the same day that he died. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough beat. <laughs> he died from a heart transplant, yeah. which she had to twist some rules for him to get. Then she sees um, him everywhere. And then the transplant went fine, but yeah. then a mysterious blood clot mm. uh, killed him yeah. after he had just proposed to her. I remember that episode. They, they, they hadn't spent any time outside a hospital together. Mm. She met him in the hospital. Yep. And then uh, he left her... $8.7 million, mm. uh, which she didn't know. He was rich. Mm. He's loaded. Yep. He just didn't think to tell her that. Yeah. Cool. Leaves her $8.7 million. She got like suspended, comes back to the hospital. And then this is her first case back. Mm. And that girl needed this experimental surgery in her brain mm. to, uh, to fix her back. Mm. And then, but it was going to cost too much money for the insurance company. Mm. So, so she, she paid fronted the bill. Some mysterious donor paid for the surgery. Is that the one? What about that writing? Doesn't this is she, in the space of about three episodes, mind you. Doesn't she see her partner everywhere or something? Like the guy who died, I, think, I vaguely remember. His name's Denny. It's been a while since I've seen it. I'm not sure if she sees him everywhere, mm. but she ends anyway, up- Anyway, she uses the money for good. I honestly watch 
five minutes of every second episode because yeah. I walk through the room when it's happening. <laughs> I'm like, Jade, what's happening now? And like people have broken up, got yeah. back together and broken up in the time. I see um, a joke that always, and this is the so last funny. thing we'll talk about shitty TV. The, <laughs> a, um, a joke that's always stuck with me. Do you remember the nanny? Yeah, the nanny, yeah. Right, right. Anyway, uh, they're sitting down, they're watching a show and it's like the, one of their favorite like daytime soaps or whatever. Yeah. And someone walks in and it's like, oh, you know, like it's not Days of Our Lives, but yeah. like, Days of Our Lives. Yeah. I haven't seen that show in like six years. What's happened? Yeah. And she's like, what, was six years ago? Well, they're still at the wedding and, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> nothing's, nothing's happened. happened. It's just like <laughs> that's what's so much drama over and over again. That's what Grey, that's yeah. what Grey's Anatomy is like. Is I don't know why that joke always stuck with me. Yeah. Mm. It's funny, but it's so true. Mm. Mm. Anyway, Good all right. Times. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. We will speak to you next week for the budget for the bougie. Mm. Uh, if you want to get in touch, twodrunkpodcast at gmail.com. We've had a few people write into us recently, by the way, with some outsourcing information. So I'd cool. like to- um, okay. Let's dive back into like that. I'd like to dive back in and, and, and read a bit more of that. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to reach out, twodrunkpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a message, video messages mm. we love. Uh, two Drunk Accountants on all the socials twodrunkaccountants.com.au is our website mm. and uh, we'll catch you later bye bye <laughs>